often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 525. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox Penthouse. Uh, and I guess the big news is, uh, if I would imagine everybody in the world knows this at this point. As Agent Mulder is going by my feet, and I think he's about to bite me already. As I'm just coming out of the gate with the recording on this. I was hoping he'd at least give me a couple of minutes before attacking. But, uh, of course the big news is... Queen Elizabeth II is, uh, passed from this plane of existence after, uh, like, I don't know, fucking a hundred years of, uh, serv- uh well, being the, the queen. <laughs> As, uh, shit, it's like 70-something years. She was 96 years old. She went in there when she was like 25. Ah, fuck, you just bit me. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to pause for a second and put him out of the room. All right, and we're back. Whew. After, uh, <laughs> getting attacked. Uh, he must be a big fan of the queen. That's the way he's talking about her. Must have been. Maybe that has something to do with why he lost his leg. It was in service to Her Majesty. He uh, maybe it was one of those royal guards, you know, where the, which I believe it's just bullshit that they have to stand there while you do whatever. That they can actually, you know, if you try to fuck with them, they can do stuff. You know, it's the ones I guess out outside of Buckminster Abbey or whatever the fuck, <laughs> wherever. Out of the Queen's Guard. You know, the ones with the big hats. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, shit, man. Was in there since 1952, if I'm not mistaken. She's been queen since then, till now. So, she was queen for the majority of the time that most people are alive now. I mean, this was like right after World War II ended. You know, st- Let's see, 1945 is when it ended, so seven years after World War II ended, she becomes fucking queen. Fucking, that's a long fucking time. Long fucking time. It did seem like she was an entertaining lady, I guess, at times. I mean, there was uh, her in, uh, <laughs> I think, she wasn't she in Austin Powers, or they just maybe, uh, maybe she was just a, a character. I guess it wasn't actually her. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah, here we go. But there, I, you know, I think of her just like doing that wave and shit. Apparently she had uh, a bit of a sense of humor, I guess. Um, Yeah, I guess it wasn't actually (laughs) Queen Elizabeth and uh, Austin Powers. But uh, she was in, uh, there was a woman, Jeanette. Charles, I guess, that played Queen Elizabeth in uh, Goldmember. There was a Goldmember. But uh, when I think British royal family, I just can't help but think King Ralph and the fact that uh, I'm a distant relation 
to Princess Diana. <laughs> I forgot what it is. It's like sixth cousin. I don't know. It's it's far out, man. It's fucking far out. I would need, I don't know, a couple of thousand people related to the British royal family to die before I would be next in succession. But, you know, I'm the type of person that doesn't believe in royalty. That That is a monarchy should have died out hundreds of years ago. That's just, you know, personal belief. But, you know, with, you know, so, you know, some events happen, maybe I could, you know, live like a king for like a day or two <laughs> before I was assassinated or something, before some other person came along and was like, you know what? Actually, I should be the heir. Uh, as it turns out, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. I'm very interested in uh, uh, Russian history, of course, especially around the time of the Russian Revolution. And, of course, when they assassinated the whole Russian royal family, the uh, Tsar Nicholas, uh, was he the second? Whatever. The Tsar at the time of the Revolution. It says that uh, uh, Nicholas and his and his fucking family and all that. And for a long time, they didn't find the remains of every single child. So there was, you know, people thought maybe Anastasia got away. There was a whole Disney movie made about it and shit. And, you know, for a long time, there was, uh, through the years, people would come and claim that they were either Anastasia or they were, like, related to Anastasia or one of the children and but uh, supposedly now they've closed that gap and they found around near the site where the family was murdered the remains of the other child. So you know, I guess I'm not Russian royalty either. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's a, that whole time period. That's very interesting to me, with the uh, Lenin and such. And uh, the Bolsheviks coming in and fucking taking power and then assassinating the whole royal family. And you got Rasputin, that crazy fuck, and all that. Uh, and when they tried to assassinate him, that's a good stuff. I, I, that was one of the coolest times I had in St. Petersburg, that last trip I was there. I was, and it's really not much to see. Uh, where We didn't go inside the palace. Everything there, I think everything in St. Petersburg is considered a palace. When I was there, it was like, this palace, this palace, whatever palace... I feel like they throw that term around loosely. <laughs> but we were outside. I believe it was called a palace of some sort. But we were right there where Rasputin was murdered. And I was like, oh, this, there was, that was just fucking cool. And there was nothing really to see. It was like, oh, right outside this fucking window. So like where he crawled out <laughs> and all this. And uh, I don't know, just being in that place of history was pretty fucking cool to me. After seeing all kinds of uh, documentaries and stuff about that era and Rasputin and all that good shit, and uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't go into the palace there and see the because I think it's set up as a museum now. I think you can go in there, and uh, of course, Americans I think are gonna have a hard time going there at the moment since Vladimir Putin's you know a piece of shit at all. Uh, <clears throat> there's that whole Ukraine thing, you know. But, uh, you know, Putin's going to die at some point. And hopefully uh, things go a different route, you know? Maybe the uh, world can somewhat get, that part of the world at least, can get along. I know that the world's just never going to get fully along. And as we run out of water and such, and things get worse, uh, you know, climate-wise, whatever, you know, we run out of gasoline, it's probably just going to be more war. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, Queen Elizabeth passed away. As uh, you know, again, I don't. You know, I just can't. I if I was a British citizen, I'd be really pissed off about it. As an American, I'm like, you know, it doesn't really affect me that the royal the, the royal family is still a thing. It's I find it kind of annoying. Um, but the fact that you know. It is. To, I can see why you might want to be a royal, as as I'm thinking of the Lord song. Now, I think it's Lord that does royals. You know that will never be royal. <laughs> However that goes. Um. Yeah, ro- royal song by Lord. I, okay, I, <laughs> I had that. Uh damn, that's a catchy fucking song. Um. But, uh, damn it. Ever since, like, she died, well, right after I found out she died, which I guess was yesterday, is the time I'm recording this. I'm recording this on Friday night, by the way. Going a little early because I'm going to go run a Berryman Trail in the morning. And, uh, I'm going to be out there possibly all day. Don't know what time I'll get back. So, figured pop out a show tonight so I don't have to worry about it on Saturday night. Again, don't know what time I'll be back. All that good stuff. Agent Mulder is going to be a little upset with me being gone so long. I've got a friend uh, that's supposed to come over and feed him, though, if I if I don't make it back in time. So hopefully he doesn't murder me when I should come home. But yeah, Royals. Um, what I was going to get to is, jeez, uh, man. I mean, I can see why people, would, you know, are jealous of royals. I mean, you can get away with anything. I mean, look at Prince Andrew. I mean, he was good friends with uh, Jeffrey Epstein as uh, the Virginia Guffrey or Jeffrey. I, I forgot the actual pronunciation, like what the correct pronunciation is, but she is one of the uh, unfortunate women uh, that uh, when she was underage, of course, she was uh, whored out by Jeffrey Epstein. And one of the people, of course, she was, uh, of course, uh, maybe I should, uh, preface this with allegedly, <laughs> as I don't have the kind of lawyers that I imagine the royal family, uh, might have, uh, but I highly doubt they're going to find this podcast and like come after me. I mean, I'm pretty, we're pretty small fish. We isn't me, myself and I, uh, <laughs> but you know, allegedly according to her, you know, she had, uh, was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew and uh he there's that that infamous polaroid uh of her of uh, Virginia of course and uh that she's i don't know 16 or 17 or something at the time and I'm going to look at this picture here Apparently he paid a settlement to her. That's uh, uh as of last March. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that happened. That happened. Sorry, you know, sorry. Yeah, here's the picture of him. Shit, fucking. Why are there so many creepers in the British royal family, man? I guess it's a lot to do with the incest. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. But uh, God damn it, this this photo is creeping me out. Ghislaine Maxwell or Gislaine, what? However the fuck you say her name. 
is creep is just kind of creeping side creep in the in the background there. She's just hanging out, just like yeah, just monitoring the whole thing, making sure you're gonna you're gonna fuck this royal guy here. Just make that happen, facilitate that. As uh, I don't remember if that's supposed to be Epstein taking the picture or who the fuck is taking the picture. Um, but uh, <coughs> as I remember his d- defense to this was uh, because Virginia had said that uh, when she was forced to be with him and everything that he was like super sweaty, like super sweaty, just sweating profusely. And (laughs) I don't remember his exact defense in the interview I saw of it, but he was stating that uh, like, well, that's, that's how I, you know, you can really know that this is bullshit because I've never like something to the effect that he's basically never sweat in his life. Like, <laughs> I don't have sweat glands, which in this photo, he looks kind of sweaty. Maybe he's just greased up. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there was a, maybe he's not lying exactly. Like maybe he just like greases himself like a pig, you know, just cover, just lathers himself up. With like, uh, you know, I'm not sure when he was born, but maybe he's like a big fan of like uh, the Outsiders movie or something, like uh, the Greasers back in the you know the 50s. Like, say, we'll say, uh, just a big fan of uh, American pop culture at that time. <laughs> I don't know if Greasers. I don't know that they were a thing in uh, England, but you know, greasing the hair back and stuff, and. Uh, We'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, say allegedly, but he's had to pay out fines to her. So I mean, fuck this picture, kind of just says it all. It kind of, um, but uh, what I was gonna get to the the benefit of being a royal here is it would seem that uh, you can do a bunch of horrible shit and. Uh, not really have to worry about much because uh, what came of it as far as, I mean, obviously had to pay her out a settlement to her, which financially, uh, fucking part of the royal family. I doubt it was really fucking hurt him a whole lot there. Um, but uh, apparently, you know, he was uh, dismissed from his royal duties. So I guess if you do bad shit and you're a royal, oh, you just don't have to work. <laughs> essentially what happens there. Holy shit, there's a picture of him with like uh, Prince Andrew with Melania and Trump. And Jesus, man, he the eyes on this fucker. Just fucking bulging right out of his head. I think it's just kind of like a British guy thing for a lot of them. Just kind of have unfortunate, unfortunate look. Which don't get me wrong, there's some there's some attractive British people, but I don't know if it's just a certain area. They're just unfortunate. I mean, at least he's got good teeth. I mean, he's got the money for a good dental plan. I mean, he's he's got good teeth for being a Brit. <laughs> there's it's just not something they I guess worry about there. You know, dental plans and all, which they don't. I don't. I think they have universal health care. You know, that shouldn't be a problem. Should be able to just fucking go in there. I don't. I don't see what the thing is. But I guess they just don't value good teeth, you know. It's uh. But <laughs> yeah, it uh, I guess must be tough being uh, born into a wealthy family where you never really have to worry about much. 
got to be a tough life. You know, I mean, at least, you, you know, you have to, your probably biggest worry is like tabloids being followed by paparazzi and stuff, which I feel like is the only fucking reason the royal family, why people put up with the royal family being a thing anymore in the United Kingdom. I don't know that, <laughs> I highly doubt that very many of them actually believe that uh, these people were born, like, it's their God-given right and such to be, you know, rule over all and that they have to swear complete and utter allegiance to these people, uh, you know, give them everything that they own and everything. I think it's just, uh, one, being jealous of their lifestyles. It's like, you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous back in the old, you know, 80s when you had uh, that classic TV show. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Um, I forgot the host's name at the top of my head, but, uh, uh, you know, and like there's the whole, they want to know what's going on. The drama with the royal family. It's tabloid fodder. And uh, I feel like it's like the British royal, the royal British soap opera. That's what keeps people entertained so much with the royal family. All the interworkings. I was reading a thing earlier about uh, Prince Charles, of course, whenever he was with uh, Princess Diana. Uh, he was cheating on her for a good chunk of that time, apparently, with uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. Which, does that make her queen? I don't know. They got weird shit of how the succession goes. It's King Charles now, you know. But uh, as of time of recording this thing. But he's 70, like, three or some shit. Which he just said he's going to swear the re- his whole life to uh, service to the country. To the crown, that is. Maybe not the country, but the crown. Um, <laughs> which is funny because, like, you know, the young age of 73 or whatever the fuck it is. I'm sure, you know, you're looking at, I mean, if he's anything like his mom, it could, could very well go into his 90s. You know, 73... I don't know what his health situation's like, but, uh, you know, maybe, what, are you going to get a decade in there, maybe? You know, I mean, maybe? I mean, these days, we're all, I mean, you got fucking all kinds of new viruses popping up. You're 73. I wouldn't bet on, like, a like another 25 years. That's, you know, did, I mean, he could. Could pull it out. His mom pulled it out, but, you know, women tend to live longer than men. So there's that, you know. So there's... And kings of England <laughs> don't tend to, you know, they have a history of losing their head uh, and such. Um, but, uh, and hey, if, you know, that happens and only a few other thousand maybe get it, perhaps I could be in line for succession. And then my whole view on monarchy might change. I'd be like, you know, what that, that shit I said about, you know, there shouldn't be a monarchy. That, uh, like, I was wrong. <laughs> But I'd give back some of the jewels, you know, because the the royal family, I believe, like, all of the jewels were, like, stolen from other countries. Like, uh, you know, many African nations, uh, basically anybody that was under their control at times, there's, I guess, dispute over some I was reading about. One, the name of the jewel, particularly, it's on Her Majesty's crown. Um, Kanuur, I, I don't know what the fucking name of it is. Uh, manure. <laughs> There's 
There's dispute over where that was originated from and who exactly they stole it from, but it's guesstimated to be about worth at least $400 million to priceless for this gem, you know. You know, if I, if I, you know, just saying, if I end up in there, if there's a photographer that, you know, takes a picture of the royal family all together and they all get electrocuted, like in King Ralph, I'm just saying a, a hypothetical, and I were to be sworn in. Um, you know, I, did, I, I don't give a shit about jewelry. I'll fucking give that back. I don't care. Just uh, maybe hook me up with a car or something. I don't know. Have a couple of guitars. That'd be, that'd be all right. A place for Fox to hang out. Get a couple of cat trees. I, I, you know, I'm low maintenance. I'm low maintenance. Maybe meet Sir Paul McCartney. Just hang out with him. And then uh, I'll give I'll give the wave to the people, to the good people. Uh, all the pe- the people, the good people. I'll fake a you know British accent if I have to. I, I haven't done it in a long time, but... Uh, is uh, I've been watching a lot of Oasis videos, so I uh, like interviews and such with Noel and Liam. So you know, I, if I keep doing that, perhaps so. That's like lower class British, though. They're from Manchester. Those guys are those are working class boys. They're a lot harder to understand, especially Liam. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with Liam Gallagher. I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid to meet him. That would be a. I'll I'll go and hang out with Noel, Liam. Uh, that's a whew. Even if I was king of England, that would uh, feel like I'm going to get stabbed or something. I'm going to make some off color. I'm just going to make some joke somewhat pointed at him. Yeah, you know, and he's he's going to get upset. He's he's got a little bit of a some uh history of uh anger and violence and uh <laughs> I might be a little nervous of uh angering the the fellow there. The lad from Manchester. Oh, is uh, whew. uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is absurd that there's still people that are hardcore that beyond behind monarchy, even like Americans and stuff. I don't, I don't understand why they love the fucking British royal family. You're a fucking American. We broke away. Like, if you were. <laughs> If you're basically an Anglo-Saxon, like a white white American, like then you probably you're, you know, you weren't a <laughs> Nash, you know, you're not a Native American. You might have, you know, a lot of people claim to have Native American in them that you know, but it's like a small amount for most white Americans. Let's be real. I have a small amount. I'm not sure how much it is, but it's a very small uh, percentage. I don't know what tribe or anything of that nation. Uh, Native. Uh, blah, blah, or any of that yeah whatever um but uh there's a lot in my uh, there's english irish there's there's a lot of that shit but for the most part you know a lot of the white americans came from fucking england and they got out of there because you know they didn't want to fuck with the king like they uh they were tired of the fucking monarchy they don't even fuck with their tax you know pay the taxes for these motherfuckers to just take all your money and throw these big parties and all this bullshit and uh I don't know. It's really weird. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since America broke away from England and the American uh, Revolution and all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I wonder because <laughs> there were there were British loyalists in the Americas during the time of the American Revolution. I would imagine. I guess even then, 
There was probably Americans that loved the fucking monarchy that saw them as deities. But I would think after, you know, a little while after the revolution that the, the, it would be less and less as America came into its own. Maybe not. Maybe there was still, I would imagine, still a lot of wealthy Americans probably that somewhat related to the monarchy still love that shit, you know, and they probably had fucking slaves and such. But uh, I don't know where I go with that point. Uh, but it it's just boggles my brain that uh, there's still, like, a thing, monarchy, like kings and queens, and that there's... That, like, people really want that. And I, I can understand, like, the wealth and wanting that and everything, but it's just where that wealth comes from. Like, it's an insane amount of wealth, and I think that's what's really enticing to people. You know, I play the fucking lottery all the goddamn time, hoping that just it, it hits so I can don't have to worry about, you know, going into the negative every couple of fucking days in my bank account. <laughs> Because, you know, times are tough these days. The penthouse isn't cheap. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I can. so I can understand wanting that uh, and just like, oh, I wish I was a royal. But uh, I don't know. I would probably wouldn't really want to be a royal anyway. Just because, I mean, your life is just like, I don't know, take pictures all fucking day, go to one, like, charity event to another, and you got to drink with your pinky out to, like... <laughs> You know, I don't know if they, is, do they still do that? I guess when you're drinking tay, because I think they pronounce it tay and not tea. At least in Ireland, they pronounce it like tay. And like potatoes are tatoes, which they have a brand of potato chips. Fun fact, that's just called tatoes. And it's spelled T-A-Y-T-O-S. If I, if I remember correctly, it's tatoes. I don't think I ate any potatoes while I was there. Maybe I did. I don't know they had them at like every fucking gas station. I don't recall eating any potatoes though. I had some, I probably drank some tea or tay. Um, but, uh, no, no potatoes for me. Uh, I think there's probably too the, the monarchy thing. The more like after, I think after I first went to Ireland and really developed a, a real love for the Republic of Ireland. It's the sheer beauty. How to Ireland. How to sheer beauty. You know, the Republic of Ireland, it's, you know, they had to fight hard to get uh, away from uh, the crown, as it were. And, uh, you know, they're working class people for the most part. And uh, very much uh, kind of like Oasis, you know, like, like there's the, and the, the, most of them have a foul mouth. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Fucking love the Irish. And uh, But, you know, you go up north, the Northern Ireland, there's still a lot of loyalists there. Is That's part of the UK. But I feel like that's dwindling. The whole Brexit, they're going away from that. But uh, that I think my love for the Republic of Ireland did help me even more. Just like, you know what? Uh, just I'm just so annoyed by the, the whole mo- monarchy concept. And that I feel, I feel like I'm uh, almost an Irish citizen. I have some Irish blood, but like after being there a few times, 
like oh it's just like how how dare you how dare you england and your uh oliver cromwell and all of that shit going through there and killing off the irish taking their shit subjugating them as uh i mean they did the same well sort of the same shit to us as uh we uh, broke away and then like a lot of the colonies were considered English and such. And then uh, we were like, okay, fuck you. We're on our own. Um, but I guess th- I was reading earlier, something of like all but 22 countries were, I guess, subjects of the fucking British uh, empire. Like every country except twenty two fucking countries were under British rule at some time. That's insane. That's insane. They it's not like a massive fucking country, you know? And like for them to control that much of the world at one point in time or another is fucking insane. But that being said, I mean, with the, you'd think there'd be so much bad blood from all of that through the, you know, centuries that people would not want a fucking British monarchy to still exist. And yet here it is. Though, you know, I've got nothing necessarily bad to say about Queen Elizabeth herself. Again, I think, you know, (laughs) she, uh, and, you know, I never met the Queen. I'm not uh, that important. (laughs) I don't know that I'd want to meet a royal. (laughs) I feel like, uh, you know, I probably feel like I'd have to abide by you know, all the things you're supposed to do when you're meeting a royal, but at the same time, I'm like a real kind of like a fuck you attitude to that. You know what? Fuck you. We all came from cum, damn it. <laughs> we we should be on a playing, the same playing field. You're a person that fucking got shot out, like you were ooze, you know, that shot out of your father's penis at some point in time, which was probably also somehow your cousin or you know what <laughs> you're all related somehow mine you know there's probably more distant rela- relation you know um but uh <laughs> you were oozed that shot of your dad's cock and then fucking managed to one of the millions of out of the millions of sperm cell uh sperm that were floating through there in that shot that load of cum that ooze that uh, you know, <laughs> baby batter, as it were. You were that one sperm that managed to push its way into your your mother's egg, and then uh, then poof, you're uh, you're born. Which you know, it's like you know when a person is born, when you just getting like pregnant, you just think about it, there is like over a million sperm in like a, a one load. I forgot what the actual number is, but I'm pretty sure it's over a million. Just think about it. Just to be that one sperm out of all those sperm. I mean, you would think each each one would be a totally different person. I would think. I don't know. I don't know exactly how sperm works. Other than <laughs> I know how to I know how to extract it. I know how to <laughs> spit on the old knob and shine it until <laughs> the fireman spits. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I know how to do that part. And. uh but yeah, the, I mean that's 
we all we all came from that stuff. We all came from cum, man. And like uh, whether you're a royal or some fucking bum inside a gutter dying of fucking a failed liver, we all uh, came from that same place. And uh, but unfortunately, you know, we uh, weren't all born into a royal family that said that uh, it was the whole world should be given to us on a platter. I don't know. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And why people are still so in love with that idea, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I do and I don't. Again, I say, like, it's, it's the wealth thing. And that people crave, I guess it's natural for people to want power and money, I guess. And that's just like the ultimate sign of it. I don't think that people want to be under <laughs> a monarchy, like a, a crazed king or like a Ivan the Terrible or anything like that. I don't think most people would want that. Authoritarian seem, authoritarianism seems to be more and more popular. But I think deep down like people would, you know, are like, eh, I don't know fucking goes. This guy's really to kill like all the people under him. And it, it's just only a matter of time before he turns on, on, on myself or somebody else, you know. It's uh, kind of how that goes with uh, all of that shit. But enough rant, I guess, about uh, <laughs> the monarchy. Is uh, <clears throat> I guess the world's in mourning, or at least some of them. Just you know, not the majority of people that were recently under, I guess, British imperialism, and you know, their family got fucked by them. Like, you know, I don't know, anybody in India or, you know, there's a lot of fucking countries. that, uh, that could, But uh, I guess a lot could be said about, you know, American imperialism, too. Is, uh, we weren't as quite as widespread as the British. But at least we don't have a, a king or queen. I mean, we sort of do with, you know, presidents. They kind of, but the, it's nowhere near like what the, the monarchy is like. And, you know, they're only in there for four to eight years until somebody, you know, ch- decides to change that. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess I, I try to get off my soapbox here. <laughs> and, no, I, and for the fun fact, I have not bought the Noel Gallagher guitar yet. I've been fucking still looking at websites with, and trying to see if, it's in stock anywhere because, I, again, I don't have the money to buy it. <laughs> uh, it'd be a stupid order of, you know, something I'm paying in credit. I'm hoping, though, that come next April, I actually get that Les Paul. And, of course, I'll be making payments on that every fucking month for, you know, a few years. <laughs> I'll get all kinds of report, uh, rewards points out of that and, I, you know, potentially knock off a couple hundred bucks on this on that guitar and uh so i'm hoping it doesn't come back in stock until after i get that last ball before i make stupid another stupid decision which it's you know it's gotten made famous by british uh band there the man uh, the uh the old oasis i would love to get that guitar and you know there's the classic feud between the brit pop acts of course the british uh rock bands oasis and blur from the 90s they were they fucking hated each other or at least they relayed that to the public i think more of oasis just hated blur 
I think Blur could have really gave a shit less. <laughs> and maybe they played along with it. And probably even Oasis to an extent is it was probably good for record sales. You know, you have this big feud and they had a lot of press over it. And for the most part, I imagine it was probably just a joke. As, uh, but anyway, if I get that guitar, I thought it'd be great to like make a bunch of, uh, Instagram stories and stuff and, uh, tag Noel Gallagher in it where I'm just playing blur songs on, (laughs) on Noel Gallagher's signature guitar. And then maybe say it's an Oasis song and then, you know, play like beetle bum, which is possibly one of my favorite blur songs. That one's a good one. It's like, Beetle bum, so she'll make you come. She'll well, she'll suck your thumb. She'll make you come. I don't remember exactly the words. It's something of that nature, something of that nature. Um, but I don't know. It'd be kind of funny. I highly doubt that. From what I understand, Noel Gallagher doesn't really spend a whole lot of time on social media himself. Although <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Seems like he's constantly on there. Like, if I really wanted to fuck with somebody, Liam seems like, you know, maybe he might react to it. But the fact that I'm, he might, then again, he might think it's funny because, you know, he fucking hates Noel. So, if I'm using his guitar to play uh, Blur songs, though, I think he really hates Blur. (laughs) I could be wrong. Maybe this would infuriate him. And just like... elicit a response on Instagram <laughs> as uh, I don't know it would seem I'd be I'd be afraid though you know Liam again he's got that history of violence he could he's probably got enough money to where if he wanted to just fly here for whatever reason <laughs> and fucking pay somebody to like search my IP address find out where I live <laughs> like he could do it and just like show up and get he'd probably you know get get uh, knackered or just fucking hammered at a local bar then show up at my house steal my cat or something break my guitars that would hurt that would piss me off worse than him uh, physically attacking me as if he broke my fucking guitars that would be a that would be a damn shame uh, <laughs> I although if you know I had the, the Noel Gallagher one it would probably you know just break that one hopefully and just leave, and if I had the Adam Jones, hopefully you'd leave that alone. <laughs> and, you know, it might be worth more money if I had, say, a video of Liam coming over and attacking me and then, like, breaking the Noel Gallagher guitar. I could maybe auction that shit off. I mean, the band Oasis, whenever uh, Liam uh, pissed off Noel in the, while they're recording What's the Story of Morning Glory and... Uh, Noel fucking hit Liam upside the head with the cricket bat. They auctioned off the cricket bat. I don't know how much they got for it, but I don't think Oasis is quite as popular as they were back in the nineties. But I imagine there's still some people that pay a pretty penny if like Liam Gallagher if there's a video of Liam Gallagher like destroying my guitar. You know, just saying. <laughs> it's almost like I'm like, Oh yeah, come on, Liam. <laughs> I don't even own this guitar yet. Uh, just another flight of fancy I guess this is what happens when you don't go out much anymore and you end up just watching videos online 
and just this is where the brain goes, I guess. Constantly daydreaming. Now I'm thinking of the <laughs> daydream believer. Is uh the old monkeys. Ah uh, yes, but uh, I will probably have that guitar at some point. As I feel like it's it's for whatever reason it's a must. Not a huge Oasis fan. Again, like some of their music, but that guitar is just I fucking I gotta have it, man. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of other people have to have it too. Is it immediately went out of stock? I guess there are a lot of Oasis fans who they're just seeing what I see in it which is just a beautiful uh, crafted instrument. I, I've seen, you know, uh, there's a really good video somebody did. I don't know the YouTuber's name. But if you know much about, you know, guitar manufacturing and stuff and people that are guitar nerds and whatnot, that uh, people are so there's people that believe so hardcore about tone woods and all the things that affect tone on a guitar the the finish and you know alder body versus fucking maple or mahogany or whatever flame maple and just how much stuff like really affects that of an electric guitar but i've seen a youtuber of course, that did a really great video and trying to dispel the myths around like tone wood and all of this stuff, and uh, <clears throat> you know, did several different things with uh, using the and basically his video came down to there was only a few things that really affect the tone of an electric guitar, like seriously affect the tone. And it's mostly on pickups with like say the pickups themselves, the height the pickups and that's pretty you know the most of it right there there's you know maybe a few other things because he ended up taking you know several different types of bodies guitars and he would make sure that the pickups were the same height away from the strings on you know every one and he was very it was a very controlled experiment and eventually, he just made a fucking guitar that didn't have a body. He had like a a sawhorse, basically, where he had uh, or like two sawhorses or something, and he had <laughs> strings stretched out where there was like no body. It was just strings, and then fucking pickups just kind of floating under it. I don't remember exactly how he worked it. Now, I think he had like a two by four for one, and like where it was just on a two by four, and there was just. I mean, they all fucking sounded the same. But my belief in guitars, and why I <laughs> get so crazy over this, is that it's not just the tone. I don't know that a lot of stuff does change the tone. You're going to buy, you know, an American-made Gibson with a nitrocellulose lacquer versus buying an Epiphone that's made in China with a polyurethane finish on it. Um, I don't know that it's that different. There's play, there's a playability thing, you know, with uh, with better made guitars and made uh, like uh, finer woods and such. And like, I think there's a better feel, and if it's just made better, um, then there's, <clears throat> I think the look does really help 
with a guitar just for the fact that if there's something that you you know that feels good when you play it and that it looks that it inspires you to play a certain way and there's it's like you know it's it's like uh falling for a you know a, a attractive lady or or man whatever you're into and just that you know certain ones just really bring shit out in you and you're just like oh fuck man take all in the world with this fucking guitar with this Adam Jones <laughs> Les Paul it's like the, fuck this the, the, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go against the world we're gonna run away together <laughs> we're gonna have babies somehow I don't know how that's gonna happen I'm gonna fuck this headstock and it's gonna be some fucked up looking kid but <laughs> but we're gonna run away and uh <laughs> how it is there's also something it's about having something that people spent meticulous or spent a lot, you know, many hours meticulously working on something. And you can see like the real craftsmanship and people that put like extra special care into creating like an object like that. There's something magical to that in itself. But, uh, I, again, don't know what <laughs> kind of point I had there. Just the fact that, like, I'm I'm justifying needing more guitars. That that's what it all boils down to. I'm justifying me needing more guitars. As again, I don't get out much. Is just like give myself more reasons not to leave the house. Uh but it'll give me more reasons to work too. Unfortunately, because I'll have to fucking find a way to pay for it somehow. <laughs> Uh, I got to work against that. I got to find some way more than just the lottery. That's a little bit more of a guarantee. <laughs> and then I'll probably just buy more guitars and then put myself further into a situation where I have to work more. Uh, it's it's a never-ending situation here. It's uh, Uroboros, the snake eating itself. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I got to really prepare myself tonight and uh, try to get some sleep as... Uh, I don't know exactly how far I'm going to run tomorrow, but out on Berryman Trail, which, uh, preparing for the Ozark Trail race that I'm in, uh, pacing my sister that's running the 100-mile uh, race there at the end of October. And uh, I've got a 22-mile segment, the uh, final, well, it's like 21 and a half miles I'll be pacing her for, which by that point in time, and she's ran, she'll have ran close to 80 miles by the time I meet up with her. And it's tra- technical trails. It's a pretty rough trail. From what I understand, the segment I'm doing, though, is kind of the segment you want to be a part of. Like, there's some nice segments that, compared to a lot of it, it's uh, the last, like, I guess couple miles are, are uphill. It's a lot of walking in the last few miles. But uh, I'm hoping I'll be in good enough shape that... <laughs> But uh, to to muscle through, but I would imagine she's gonna be going a bit slower by the time we hit there, and that uh, I should uh, I shouldn't have to worry too much. But I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna probably do at least a half marathon, so like 13.2 miles ish, if not more. And that'll give me a good eye. That that'll make me feel a little bit more comfortable, I guess, about this endeavor. I'm not. I still don't like fucking running technical trails. <laughs> running in general j- right now just does not <laughs> sound great to me. Like, I'd rather just play guitar 
or work because I need fucking money. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm gonna. I'll have some friend friends. Uh, th- there's a few friends that are going out there tonight, or I guess they're already out there, as they're uh, camping out at Berryman Campgrounds, and they'll be out there because oh, there's a some some race that's going on this weekend. I'm not taking part in the race. Um, but uh, there will be some food and some uh, some beverages, I guess, out there. So afterwards, again, well, this is the reason why I was like, well, I don't know what time I'll be getting back. I'll be leaving here at like 6 a.m., though. So we'll be getting there early. It'll take a couple hours to run that far. So I don't... I, I have no idea what time I'll be getting back, but at least I'll have some friends, uh, fun with some friends. That that's a given. <laughs> I don't know that I'll enjoy the running part so much, but the hanging with the friends is uh, it'll keep my mind away from doing silly things like buying guitars, at least for a, a brief period of time. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be something, like the uh, Paul McCartney something song that wouldn't. That would be something. I think that's the name of, uh, yeah, I believe it is. Off the first solo album he had coming out of the Beatles. I think that it's just called McCartney. Don't quote me on that. I know the cover of the album's like a bowl full of cherries. But that's got some great songs on it. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm Amazed and Good Stuff. They were probably... A, a lot of the songs were probably going to be Beatles songs, and then they broke up. I would imagine they probably would have been. I mean, I feel like he probably had those in the on the hopper, I guess, in the hopper, ready to go before leaving the Beatles. I don't remember if he if you watched the Get Back documentary if he's playing any of them. I feel like he probably did one or two of them. Maybe not. I feel like Teddy Boy might have been. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, sucks being off work on a Saturday, though, and then ha- still having to get up at, like, fucking 3.30, 3.30 in the morning, 3, 3-ish, something like that, and stay up. Because, of course, I've been getting up <laughs> that early anyway every day, even if I... Working because that's just kind of what Fox expects now to get fed. Um, but uh, I do that. Uh, he's fuck, just fucking used to it. That's kind of what I do. He wakes my ass up and like uh, expects that. But I generally just go right back to bed afterwards. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, as uh, I get, I guess I'll have to get uh, some kind of meal ready to roll and everything and uh, I know I've got some uh, toaster like pastry things with the well not pastries but uh, like toaster things that have like uh, sausage and cheese in them that have been rocking the last couple of days popping them in my toaster oven as uh, (laughs) eat a little bit of that banana you know get some get some carbs in me before hitting the old road and uh, attempting to uh, run uh, a lot of trail miles. We'll see how that goes. I'm uh, 
Yeah. And I did, I believe last week I did mention that I did order the Jeff Burton Legend shirt from 105.7 The Point. That is the Rizzuto show to where the proceeds are going to help out Mr. Burton's family after his uh, untimely passing. Fucking legend that he is. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully uh, well, it doesn't take too long to get those. Uh, they did say apparently there's a huge demand for them, so it could take like four to six weeks or whatever. And it was like, what, a fucking week ago I ordered it. So it could be it could be a month or two fuck before uh see those bad boys, but the important part is that uh you know, it goes the proceeds go to the family. And then next Wednesday they find out the uh I guess the they finalize the deal for them uh touching every seat at Enterprise Center. That is the uh fellas over there at the uh, Rizzuto show. I'm definitely going to have to kind of check out them uh, doing that punishment. Although, <laughs> I would hope that they wouldn't have a video of them doing the whole thing. I couldn't watch, you know, that. I feel like that's going to take, there's, you know, several thousand <laughs> seats. I forgot what the how many it seats, but, you know, it's it's a few thousand at least. <laughs> uh, seats in that place, they're going to touch them all, man. That's a, that's a lot of touching. But even if you're like walking at a fast pace and just barely touching them, I mean, that's going to take a minute or, you know, five hours. <laughs> if, I mean, if you really got a good, a good feel on every seat, this could potentially, you know, this could be an all day thing. I wouldn't want to watch the video of them just like fucking touching every seat, you know, for like five hours. Like, they better be doing some pretty entertaining shit while they're touching those seats. As, uh, I, I mean, I imagine they're gonna, they're probably gonna do something, you know, more while they're touching the seats. They gotta also probably wear something. They'll probably wear something Burton-related. Maybe they'll do some callbacks to some other Burton punishments and such. I'm not sure. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, they should, hopefully, they'll have, like, some kind of a edited video where they give the highlights of the best stuff, you know, of them uh, touching the seats, as it were, as, uh, <laughs> that would be pretty boring if, like, you were stuck doing that, like, going around, I'm going to touch every seat in the stadium or arena, and, uh, ugh. I I imagine they're probably going to have a few drinks, possibly while they're doing it, and uh, perhaps like sanitizing their hands quite often. <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch all those seats and then put my mouth uh, anywhere near my hand, or put my hand near my mouth. Whatever way you want to look at that, it could get dangerous. You don't want to have monkeypox all over your face or something, you know, or. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm just thinking about somehow getting like crabs transferred. Like if you got like a hairy hand, you know, and somebody had crabs and they're sitting on the seat though. I don't think, you know, if you're wearing pants and such, you're sitting in a seat. I don't know that crabs really get through that. I feel like you're probably more likely to just get that off the toilet seat. Oh, I mean, they didn't mention this, but hopefully they don't have to touch every toilet seat in the place. That, uh, 
You know, I would imagine, though, there's probably people that pl- clean those on a fairly regular basis, the toilet seats, that is. I would hope. I would imagine, you know, because the ni- they're like the night before, a couple of days before, they're doing the fucking Pearl Jam concert. Hopefully, you know, somebody were to clean those toilets after that. There's probably a lot of shitting that goes on at a Pearl Jam concert. Now, I'm not saying that's more shitting that goes on than any other concert. I was there's a lot of people. You're probably eating a lot of food. You know, Jer- you're feeling good from Jeremy. You're fucking just plowing back some burgers while listening to Jeremy. Now he's broken. And <laughs> next thing you know, you got to fucking drop a deuce. As uh, Maybe you have to drop 10 of those deuces because they had the album 10, at, which was they had uh, – oh, I forgot which basketball player they were fucking in love with, but they, <laughs> they were going to call their name – I want to say it was Muggsy Bogues, but I don't think it's Muggsy Bogues. There was somebody that they were just huge fans of, and that's why his number was number 10, whoever it was. That's why they called it 10. I don't know. Just weird fact I remember about Pearl Jam. So now I've got Jeremy stuck in my head, which is all right, I guess. It's it's the clearing room now. I don't have to maybe think about Royals, the Lord song. Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, I'm just thinking of how slimy and rich smelling those seats are going to be after a Pearl Jam show. You got to figure, you know, the Pearl Jam hit their prime in the 90s, of course. They were uh, one of the uh, Seattle bands. Grunge era. I believe they were from Seattle. They were around that time. I know they were wearing flannel. <laughs> but uh they uh yeah they're I'm pretty sure they're a Seattle band. But they they were definitely the grunge scene. And fans of Pearl Jam were probably, you know, into that grunge thing and they're probably older people, so they they're probably, you know, shitting more. You got people in their 40s and 50s and the uh, at least for me, you know, I I shit more. The older I get, the the more I shit. The more I just the things just keep coming out of my body the more shit I just keep releasing back into the world um, I feel like in my 20s I barely shit at all and in my 30s it was more like clockwork although my diet changed a lot too though probably has more to do with it I'm just imagining a bunch of Pearl Jam fans that were you know have been fans since the 90s that uh, they're rocking their flannels and just, you know, got a little bit of a certain smell, as it were. Although I would imagine if you were grunge back in the 90s, you probably, and you've grown up, then you're probably, you know, cleaning yourself a bit better, maybe not rocking a flannel. I've never worn flannel. I never felt like I needed to be that warm, I guess. Um, Maybe if I grew up in Seattle, I would have been more inclined to, to wear flannel. It's not that I hate flannel. I just, I don't know. I just never bought any fucking flannel. I grew up listening to all those bands. You'd think I would have fucking rocked that style, but no, I just, I did grow my hair long for a while, but then never wore the flannel. And, uh, yeah, those seats are going to be ripe, I would imagine. Whether or not they're fully grunged or or not, living the grunge lifestyle. Ugh. I feel like grunge was just like an excuse not to shower. <laughs> That's kind of what I used it for. 
back then. I was just like, hey, this is why I don't shower. It's because, you know, I'm a fan of Nirvana. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, kid. You smelly bastard. I've talked to myself back in the past, just, just to clarify. You fucking... I'd call you hippie, but it's not a hippie thing. Grunge wasn't really hippie-ish. It was just kind of dirty. But, you know, a lot of grunge, though, were for, like, progressive ideas. Like, uh, Kurt Cobain uh, really championed, like, gay rights and stuff. He actually, uh, he liked the downtrodden people and was for the people at the, at the bottom. He was uh, <clears throat> quite the uh, fellow there, just unfortunately had a really bad problem with heroin. Really, uh, really bad problem. And maybe, you know, I don't want to avoid, you know, any lawsuits again. I don't, I highly doubt Courtney Love is ever going to hear this podcast, but, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe uh, had he gotten out of that relationship with her, uh, maybe he'd still be alive today recording music. Maybe he'd be up there with Dave Grohl. He would have been at that Taylor Hawkins tribute concert if he would have cleaned himself up. Maybe cared a, a little about his uh, well-being and such. We'll just say that instead of saying Courtney Love murder him. You know, <laughs> not saying that per se, although I've gone down that rabbit hole many a times on YouTube and Netflix as I've watched. I can't remember the uh, private investigator's name that she hired when uh, he uh, that ended up... Uh, searching for him around the time that he they found him dead. Um but uh he's definitely uh, sells the idea that uh, she uh paid to have uh Kurt uh murdered. And he's got some uh tapes of her saying some pretty pretty horrible shit. Not saying that she was you know I don't recall what what the exact words that were on these tapes but damn you know she didn't actually say that she paid to have Kurt murdered or anything that I recall in those tapes, but I mean, she, she, she's not a great person or or it would seem by those tapes, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a good side to Courtney love and just only a few people have seen it. Like Edward Norton has seen it or Billy Corgan, who's also been with her and just, you know, a couple of people. Uh, it's definitely not the trashy Courtney Love that's, uh, you know, which I feel like at this point, because probably somewhat of an act that's kind of just her shtick. I'd imagine if she's still just fucked up on heroin all the time, it's like, how the fuck did you live this long? But, you know, there's other heroin addicts that made it a long time. A lot of, you know, beat writers stuff. What was it? Burroughs? I think Burroughs had a heroin problem. I don't know. There was, you know, some writers back in the day that... Being up Burroughs. Uh, I forgot who wrote The Naked Lunch, if that was Burroughs or not. But, uh, you know, some heroin addicts made it a long time. Hell, fucking uh, Ray Charles had his bout with uh, the brown sugar for quite some time, and he was up there. Yeah, I don't think he was doing heroin at the end, though. <laughs> I think he cleaned himself up at one point. The heroin. Um Anyway, I feel like this tonight's just been me rambling. Nonsenses. Just 
probably just need to get some sleep. <laughs> As uh, I think this is about all I got here. Um, yeah. Um, don't have to worry about saving the queen anymore, I guess. That's not a thing unless you're talking about Kim Willow Parker Bowles. He won't hear the God save the queen thing unless they're talking about save her soul or something. I don't know. But I figure, fuck, she was 96, man. She had a good run. I feel like nobody should be, if you know, with her passing, should be too upset, even if they love monarchy and everything. I mean, she was 96, man. She was queen for, like, 70-something years or whatever. <laughs> or, well, yeah, 71 years. That'd be 71. She was 25, I believe, when she became queen. So fucking almost the entire time the now King Charles has been alive. Pretty much the entirety of his life, his mother was fucking queen. And he's, you know, no spring chicken going in there as a monarch. So, yeah, that's really all I got. Uh, As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.